Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro, college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your awards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts, was a proud sponsor of the Boss Man Show on your radio. Forget friends, my brother from another up in DC, the DMV, Howard Bison, MEAC champions. He got their bleak done. I was in the bar watching it like crazy. It's my man, Kenny Blakely. What up, bro? What's up, boss man? How you doing? And thank you for the kind words. I'm doing good, brother. As enjoying March Madness, enjoying another birthday. Let's have it on Saturday. So hey, life's good, brother. No doubt. Man, bro. I got to ask you, man. I remember we talked in 19. You got this gig, man, about your vision, man. And you talked about wanting to get Howard to the tournament and how you know you could do it. And you've done it, man. We talked about this four years ago. And look, look at you now, man. And you're, you're fulfilling the vision you had. You took this job on, man. So talk about that, man, the journey, man. Yeah, boss, man. Uh, firstly, I appreciate you being uh, allowing me to be on the show. And then happy early birthday, I guess, right? What, what are you, 21, 22? I wish. <laughs> Almost 40. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you you wear it well, man. You wear it well. Um, no, it, it's been a it's been a, a an interesting journey, right? Um, I was the second to last Division One hire in the country. And uh, you know, not really having an opportunity to bring in the type of recruits that probably we would have had to bring in or would have liked to bring in. And not to say that the guys that we brought in were anything because those guys have been amazing for us and have helped us win games. Um, you know, it, it was, we had to do things a little differently and we had to look at it with a vision. And with that vision, we understood that year one was going to be challenging um, because we did not want to compromise anything with trying to build and develop a culture in our program. So, you know, going four and 29, if we don't go four and 29, we're not 22 and 12 today. Um, and we're not 16 and 13 last year, you know, which are, you know, the last time Howard's had back-to-back -back winning seasons 
has been like 1986, 1987. Um, so we really feel like, you know, the way that we had to kind of work through this thing and go through the fire to get to the other side, all things were exactly kind of according to plan for us to get to this step. So four and 29 or four and 28, our first year, whatever that record was, it's a lot of losses. And I feel like a boxer that's taken too many punches trying to recall that number. Um, but then my second year, we, you know, have a great recruiting class. We bring in McCore Maker, the first five-star uh, to ever attend an HBCU. We bring in Nogel Eastern, who was a top 50, top 75 player that was a starter at uh, Purdue and uh, was an integral part of what they were doing and some other pieces to the puzzle that we really felt that um, could give us a chance to kind of get this thing rolling a little bit. And, uh, you know, we dealt with some injuries from both McCore and No Gel, and then COVID hit. Um, and by January 1, we had half of our team in, in COVID protocol. And by January 5th, you know, we had our whole team in COVID protocol. Um, trying to flip it back around January 18th, I think, the Dr. Martin Luther King game against Notre Dame. Um, you know, we tried to crank it up and we tried to practice to get ready for that game. And, you know, just it didn't work. Um, we had guys that were having lasting COVID effects. And uh, honestly, I did not want anything, not knowing all the information, not having all the information to happen on my dime. Um, it was that serious for me. So moving forward to, you know, the end of the season, we had to shut down the season. And with that, um, you know, it was really difficult to do because there was a lot invested in that. We knew we were only going to have probably McCore Maker for a year. Uh, we knew we were going to only have No Gel Easton probably for a year. Um, we were moving forward uh, with our program in a way to have the younger kids now step up and assume more accountability and responsibility with the program. And uh, so moving to, to last year's group where we're 16 and 13, bringing in two young men from the Ivy Leagues from Columbia University, Ty Bibbs and Randy Brumont, that were very integral in what we, uh, part of what we did last year. Um, I think their maturity uh, and their personalities, but how hard they play in their athleticism really helped us kind of lay down the foundation for what we were capable to do this year. Um, with this year's group, we brought in Jelani Williams from Penn, but he's a local product out of Washington, D.C., Sidwell Friends High School, and Kobe Dixon from Holcomb, Kansas, uh, that was a, from Cornell. Um, those two guys really brought in a lot of leadership and a lot of experience in terms of just being around the game, having a great IQ, um, outward personalities, able to connect with our guys in a way that galvanized this group. And uh, those guys are really spearheaded with their leadership this, you know, magical season that we have, which is the second best season that we've had in the history of our program while we've been at Division One school. And Kenny, what Johnny did second half in Norfolk State late in that game, man, Steve's fouled out, you know, things wouldn't go on your way for that, but his poise, his leadership, him being an older guy showed up, making those key plays for you in the end. He comes off the bench for you, scores for you, does does dirty work for you, brings some tangibles. Talk about him a little bit more, Kenny, about 
what that young man has really done on off the court for your team and what he did especially for you against uh, Norfolk State there on Saturday night, man. Well, Bossman, I'm not sure if you know his full story. Um, Jelani Williams tore his ACL three times and did not compete or play in games for about 1,800 and something days. Uh, so last year as a senior at the University of Penn, and uh, I don't know if how many people know that, you know, Ivy League guys can only play four years. So you have four years to play four years. Um, his first year of basically being eligible and playing was last year, which was his senior year. Um, so this is only his second year of college basketball. And to see him persevere and the resiliency that he's shown with, uh, I think, all of the challenges that he's had physically with the ACL and the knees is remarkable. Um, first and foremost, his character is unbelievable. Like, hands down, one of the most impressive young men I've ever been around. Um, and whatever he wants to do in life, and I say this with 100% sincerity, if he wants to be a senator, he can be a senator. If he wants to run for president, he can be a guy that is taken as a serious candidate for president. If he wants to be an NBA general manager, he can do that. He will find his path somewhere in leadership because he is that dynamic of a person. Um, and for us, basketball-wise, every big game that we've had this year, he showed up and he's shown out. Um, so I'm so happy for him because I know the challenges that he went through, not having a chance to be able to play for over 1,800 days, losing so much of his college experience. Um, but to come now to Howard and I think embrace uh, our university, our program, and uh, our team is uh, such a, I think, a feather in his cap of who he is as a person and uh, the work that he's put in to get back to get healthy and uh, who he is as a player. And Kenny, watching him, man, just like so watching your guys, period, Saturday, man, like defensively, man, you held these teams to 55, 55 of Norfolk, 64 points. Defensively, man, your guys was locked in uh, at North, the Norfolk scope, man. Look about the defense. And in the end, defensive play got you all to win the game. So talk about yeah. that, man. Make you feel good as a coach knowing defensively. You put it all the time. It did pay off for you and get got you to the big dance, man. No, no doubt. And, and boss, man, I think, you know, we started the second half and we weren't the defensive-minded team that we had been for that whole two-game period where you talked about we've held teams of 55 points in both of our first two games. I think they might have scored, being Norfolk State, in six out of seven of the first possessions or seven out of seven of the first possession to start the second half. And uh, that knocked us on our heels a little bit, that we didn't come out with a defensive minded presence to maybe take that six point lead that we had at the end of uh, halftime and kind of run that score up a little bit. Um, you know, looking back at the game and thinking about it a little bit, the run that we made in the first half, um, you know, I love boxing. And just to give you a boxing analogy, like I really felt that if uh, halftime didn't come, that those guys wouldn't have been saved by the bell. Um, and we would have had a chance to kind of knock them out at that point in time. But halftime came, they recovered, they regrouped, and they came out with a vengeance and uh, was very efficient in their offensive possessions uh, and knocked us back on our heels. And we were had to, you know, fight, scratch, and claw to kind of, you know, 
go back and forth with them through the remainder of the game until the very end, which you mentioned, you know, we, there were two big defensive possessions for us. One was the full court pressing uh, possession where we doubled Joe Bryant and uh, they subsequently on our double team threw the ball out of bounds. And then the last play of the game, they was a side out of bounds play. Um, they threw it to Bankston, who's an unbelievable talent and an unbelievable player in the post. We had Jelani Williams on him and uh, he took two dribbles, backed them in, spun to the baseline side. And we had two guys converge on him with Marcus Dockery being the guy that blocked the shot to win the game. No doubt. And like you said, Kenny, like, man, that, that, that that's very important for sure, man. And like, I stopping Bryant, coach, man. This dude's a, a stud player. Been in Norfolk for years, making plays. I think you all did, did a heck of a job giving multiple efforts to him. I know he wasn't maybe the performance you wanted to be, but I think you guys give a good effort to that guy, man. This is a tough cover for you guys, man. Everybody in the MEAC is a tough cover. Talk about that ad young man, what you all did on him. Yeah, well, Joe Bryant's going to go down as one of the greatest players, certainly the other player at Norfolk State, but probably one of the greatest players I ever play in the MEAC. Um, he is fun to watch, man. He is such a dynamic player, and he's explosive. Um, very shifty, uh, plays at his own pace, three-level score, tough as nails, um, and loves the moment, man. He loves the big moment. And, uh, you know, we had Elijah Hawkins on him, who's like a 5'10", 150-pound uh, point guard that is just tough as nails and as competitive as anybody in the country that just basically hawked him for 40 minutes for all three games that we played them this year. And the thing with Joe is that we really wanted to make him work as much as we could and felt that if we could make him work to get the ball, we could make him work when he didn't have the ball, we could make him work in transition with spreading the court, we could make him work on the defensive end with whoever he was checking with running him off screens or, you know, changing sides of the court. Um, that at the end of the day, because he is such a uh, a guy that commands and, and is a, a heavy lifter for them on his workload, uh, would wear down a little bit. No doubt. No doubt. I got a couple more for you, brother. Man, um, beating teams three times. You beat Norfolk and SC State three times. How tough was it to game plan for a team who knows you very well, you know them very well, a third time in a row and then get that done and win, and win those games against those teams who know you so very well. Yeah, our, our guys are just um, – we've grown up. You know, we're a very young team still, you know, boss man. We got two guys that will expire their eligibility. Actually, one guy that will expire his eligibility, and the rest of the guys for us can come back uh, at least for one year. But most of the guys, 90 – probably 90% of the guys can come back for two to three years. So, excuse me, we're really young and uh, extremely talented. So I, the analogy I give, and boss man, it, it, this is more for Northeast kind of like people that understand that that kind of region of basketball. When I was at the University of Delaware with Mike Gray before he got the Notre Dame job, we had won the league two years in a row. It was the American East League and had the same team back, uh, was going for a three-peat. And we ran up against a very young and hungry Hofstra team that was led by Coach Jay Wright before he got the Villanova job. And Jay Wright had two pros on that team with Speedy Claxton, who's now the head coach at Hofstra, and Norman Richardson, who played for the Chicago Bulls for a point in time. 
along with a cast of other guys that were just young, hungry, and, uh, you know, game changers. And they knocked us off that year to win the America East title where we had, you know, pretty much set up to be a three-peat uh, team in that league. So that was my conversation with our guys most of the years, talking about some of those moments, like things that I've seen in the past, <laughs> um, my, my experience in a lot of the different games that I've been in or or I've witnessed to say like, like hey, this can get done. Um, and, but Rob Jones is one of the best coaches in the country, you know, outside of any league and uh, has done an incredible job there. And his uh, his leadership and his ability to X and O and motivate his players, um, you know, he's been very dominant in our league. So to have a chance to say that we defeated those guys three times in a year, um, we're really honored and, and pleased to, to say we could could do that this year. And how cool has it been knowing you all in Des Moines, Iowa, going to play Kansas in 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 the Midwest and play Kansas against Bill Self teams, reigning national champion from last year, man. Opportunity for you guys to actually go out there and make some history, man. If you'll be all playing the right, the right way on Thursday. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny how the world works, right? <clears throat> in 1991, I was on a team at Duke University that beat, you know, Kansas for the national championship. Uh, 1992. Howard University, which was the last year, or excuse me, one of the one of the years that Howard made it to the the NCAA dance, <clears throat> played Kansas in the first round, and you know, fast forward thirty years later, thirty one years later, you know, we're that team now that's playing Kansas in the first round. So it's kind of um, interesting how all those dynamics connect, um, and going against uh, Bill Self, who's a Hall of Fame coach. Um, their program, their history, their tradition of raising banners in Fog Island Fieldhouse. And, you know, I, I sat 10 rows up last year at the Final Four and uh, and watched those guys raise a banner um, down in New Orleans. So I was very impressed with them. I, I thought that they played extremely hard. They excel in transition. They're great with ball screens. Um, they want to attack you on the offensive end. And, uh, you know, they've been really good under Coach Bill Self uh, in doing so. No doubt, bro. You know I'm cheering for you like crazy. You know, I'll be watching there. I'll be saying, H-U, you know the whole time. <laughs> so you know I got you back, bro. You know, you know that, you know that, man. I hope you get the job done, man. I'm happy as hell for you, as I told you probably. And I'm telling you public as well, man. So best of luck to you, bro. And I'll see you soon one way or another, my guy. Thank you, boss, man. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, anytime, my brother. I'll see you soon, my brother. Yes, sir. Take care, bro. All right, now. Have a good night. You too, now. <laughs> Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro, college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive 
a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your awards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts, was a sponsor of the Boss Man Show on your radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.